0: Hi, I'm Pat. Welcome to Passion of the Geeks Unplugged. Usually Greg and I talk about geek and pop culture and everything else we enjoy – But sometimes there are things that only one of us is an expert in. This is what Passion of the Geeks Unplugged is for. Shorter, only slightly edited, and straight to the point. Unplugged. Today, I want to start a new miniseries. The Game Follow-Up. Here, I will cover computer and video games based on a topic Greg and I have covered in an earlier episode, but weren't able to talk about game adaptations for various reasons. Mostly probably because we wanted to keep the length of our episodes around, or preferably, under one hour. I will focus on retro games in these episodes because, (laughs) of course, it's me. But also because they might be less known than current incarnations. Also, I won't cover mobile games or Shovelware-like hidden object games or match-three games and some such. And this time, I want to go back all the way to episode 7, where Greg and I talked about Jules Verne and his fantastic novels. I mean, he is basically the father of science fiction. He wrote imaginative adventures and his works are in the public domain, so... All these points should make his works great for a game adaptation. So, what kind of Jules Verne games are there? Spoiler, surprisingly, not that many. By the way, I won't cover games that are clearly inspired by Jules Verne, but not based directly on his works. And that is, interestingly, not that easy. If you remember our episode, Jules Verne wrote over 50 novels. And if you don't remember our episode, go and listen to it now. I will wait here. (laughs) Okay, again, over 50 novels. But I only found games based on three of his novels. Journey to the Center of the Earth, Around the World in 80 Days, and 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Uh, Well, there are some indirectly based on other books, but more on that later. Granted, these three are his most famous novels, but I wonder why no one tried to adapt his lesser-known works. Anyway, let's start with Journey to the Center of the Earth. The story has... Everything to create a great adventure game, don't you think? I mean, cryptic hints left by Arne Saknussem to follow, exploring a great underground cavern, survival and hostile environment, and, well, all the dangers the adventurers face. And in 1988, game developer Chip tried to bring all this excitement <laughs> to the home computers of that era. The C64, the Atari ST, DOS, and of course Amiga, which had the best version of the game. It tried to combine a bit of light adventure elements with even lighter RPG elements and combined it with slightly non-functioning survival game elements. (sighs) Sounds like the game is not a lot of fun, does it? Well, sadly, it really is not. The idea is interesting, though, because it combines events from the book and the 1959 movie and lets you choose your own character who follows the Lindenbrock expedition. But it falls apart because of really horrible action minigames like collecting falling water drops, or dodging falling rocks, or dodging running mammoths. Well, but one year later, in 1987, another game by the same title was released by Toposoft. And this time, only for 16-bit home computers like Atari ST and Mega and DOS, And that one got rid of all adventure and survival elements and made the action stages more exciting and, well, having actual gameplay in them. Slightly better. The last game, and here I use the term very loosely, based directly on the novel, was released in 1995 for Windows. But it was actually just the novel Granted, beautifully made with illustrations, sounds and music, but it wasn't much of a game. Except it had a couple of small (laughs) mini-games very loosely based on aspects of the story. Games that took the idea but weren't actually based on the novel itself followed. Some of them based on the 2008 movie with Brandon Fraser. Well, so far, not a great start for Jules Games. Let's see if Around the World in 80 Days is better suited as a game, shall we? Because, you know, planning your voyage around the globe, managing your resources, facing problems and dangers along the way, this actually sounds like a pretty great template for an exciting game. And in 1987... Rainbow Arts had the same idea and released their game based on the novel for Amiga and Atari ST and C64, and it was uh, mediocre at best. The exciting journey of Fulia's Fog was cut into five platforming levels. India, where you probably rescue Aouda, it's not made clear, Japan where you need to create a human pyramid with some acrobats, west of the United States, where you need to imitate a Native American dance, some kind of ice skate boat level, and finally London dungeons. Yep, that's it. None of the levels take more than two minutes once you memorize them. Because you need to, to actually get through them, as they are frustratingly difficult. That is neither fun nor does it offer anything that could be in a potential 80 days around the world game. In 2004, another platformer based on the Jackie Chan movie was released for the Game Boy Advance and that one is okay. It's fine. It's, It's fine. Nothing to write home about. All in all, a little bit disappointing, considering all the elements a proper Thalia's fog game could potentially offer. So, let us look at the third and probably the most promising story. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Exploring the depths of the ocean, learning about Captain Nemo and his inventions, finding lost sunken civilizations, hunting deadly fish and of course a giant kraken. There is a lot of potential there. But there is also a huge problem with the source material. Because for most of the story, our main protagonists are actually kind of prisoners on the Nautilus. So, how did Cocktail Vision tackle this problem in their 1988 game for Amiga, Atari ST, and DOS? They made a point and click adventure. Yahoo! And even on that actually features some pretty great graphics for its time, at least on the Amiga. Well, there aren't any traditional adventure puzzles. Most of the game, you just piece together your current position on a world map based on the hints Captain Nemo or your research, which mostly consists reading through different logs and books, provides. And of course... The game has the usual horrible action (laughs) mini-games. I mean, what should Verne game can be without them? But honestly, the game is kind of fun. I played through it and it has some really nice things going for it. It has a nice atmosphere. And even if there are no traditional puzzles, getting the 10 world map positions correctly is actually a pretty elaborate puzzle in itself. Plus, the cool graphics work as a reward, even though the ending sequence is very short. Later, in 2002, there was a decent first-person adventure in the style of Mist titled Mystery of the Nautilus. That kind of continued the story of the famous submarine. Could it be that Jules Verne's stories are better suited to tell stories that follow up to his novels? Hmm. Like the continuation of Phileas Fox story with the 2005 3D action-adventure simply titled 80 Days that tells the story of Fogg's nephew following his uncle's footsteps. Or Return to Mysterious Island from 2004 that... Finally told a story based on another Schubert novel other than the famous three. Or maybe even the adventure simply titled Voyage. That kind of tells the story of From the Earth to the Moon and Around the Moon. And it combines it with The First Man in the Moon by H.G. Wells. Yeah. Maybe should novels work best as a template for an original story when it comes to gaming, rather than making a direct adaptation? Like, for example, the upcoming game titled Wern, The Shape of Fantasy, which is currently worked on by developer Gametopia. And as of this recording, scheduled for a... Twenty twenty-two release. In this game you play as Verne himself, in a very promising steampunk adventure that combines a lot of elements of Wern's stories, but also from his real life, and presents it in a very charming pixel art style. I'm really looking forward to that one. But for now, these are all the Wern games that I wanted to talk about in this episode. So please let me know if I missed a really great Shul game, or if you have played any of those I have talked about today. So, this is it for this week. If you like this episode of Passion of the Geeks, a rating or a subscription in your favorite podcatcher would be awesome. We're on all major podcasting services and on www.passionofthegeeks.com and on YouTube. And you can send questions and suggestions to passionofthegeeks at gmail.com and you can find us on Twitter at passionotgeeks. So, thank you all for listening and take care.